0: Are you ready to take your disc golf training to the next level in today's episode of the chain clinkers disc golf podcast we have on our friend david from seeker disc golf the number one disc golf training app on the market today he shares with us how he created this app and just why it's good for disc golfers and how you can improve your own disc golf training and routines there's an amazing clinic and showcase coming up on January 8th with Ricky Waisaki as well as Gannon Burr in the Kansas City area that we get a little bit of behind the scenes knowledge and learn more about how this event was created what's going to be happening the Clankers are going to be there and we're super excited so make sure you join us if you can but let's get into the meat and potatoes let's get into this episode let's bring david on the podcast right now
1: hey my name is david klaster and you're listening to the chain clankers podcast
0: Welcome in everybody to the Chain Clinkers Disc Golf Podcast presented by Upper Park Disc Golf. Get the best quality disc golf bags in the game using promo code CLINKERS10 at checkout. There's two new bags that are now out for pre-order, the Pinch Pro and the 2023 Shift. These bags look incredible. We're going to be having our reviews of these bags dropping very, very soon. Look into the Pinch Pro, folks, because you can get 31 discs into this bag you can get some brewskis into this bag you can do a lot with this bag and by using our code you can get it for less than a hundred dollars there really is not another bag like it out there on the market so again promo code clankers10 at checkout save yourself 10 percent, and it helps the brand out super excited for today's episode we're gonna talk about disc golf training you know in the off season we always talk about our goals we talk about getting better but What are some tools that can actually help you get better today? Like you heard him in the intro, we're going to be talking to David. He is the creator behind Seeker Disc Golf, the number one disc golf training app. David, how are we doing tonight, man?
1: I'm better than I deserve. How are you,
0: Quinn? Fantastic. Super excited to have you on here. I think training is kind of the next big thing that disc golf can have. You know, when I was looking over your product, I was thinking back to when I – played baseball, and I would be going to these kind of facilities with you know the nets up and hitting t-balls and and pitching and catching and doing all those things and it just kind of reminds me of that a little bit because you're working on putting you're working on your form you're working on different kinds of exercises so super excited to kind of talk more about your brand your product and how you're helping disc golfers all around the world improve their game but let's kind of start off with a little bit about yourself David how did you first get into disc golf when did you first learn about it? I learned about disc golf about two and a half, three years ago.
1: Um, Almost like the pandemic, right? A COVID baby. Uh, And I played baseball before that for many years. Just maybe just like yourself and maybe a lot of people listening here. Uh, I've always been competitive, always loved sports. I would rather go play a sport, whether it be Thanksgiving, you know, tackle football with, you know, your family, something like that. Right. It was just, that was the thing I did. I would rather play it than watch it. Uh, and I found disc golf with a couple of my buddies, maybe like, uh, you know, common stories out there. And I just fell in love with it. Once I saw the disc fly, you know, it's that aha moment. Like, wow, this is, this is awesome. This is a great sport. And I played, you know, uh, frisbee and, you know, did the typical thing on the beach and, you know, throw that, but, uh, getting these heavier weighted discs was just a an eye opener and uh after watching a couple of Joe Maz videos you know i was hooked and uh so that started kind of the passion in me to to get better at disc golf and i got really frustrated because at the start i was terrible like most uh flailing my arms everywhere which way you know doing this and could barely throw 200 feet. uh and uh that started my journey to get get much better uh, uh so Disc golf is just one of those sports that I, I want everybody to know about. And uh, as I've gone through my journey, I continue to go through my journey, uh, and we can talk about that here in a second. Uh, you know, it, it's something I want everybody to be exposed to. And you start to see more families out there. You know, uh, daughters with their with their mom even, and sons with their their dads, and just the whole group. And uh, you see older people, eighty five. I just played with an eighty five year old a couple of weeks ago. It's just it's just a wonderful thing.
0: Yeah, I, I can't echo that enough, and that that's interesting. You know, you talked about the baseball. What what position did you play in baseball?
1: I played pitcher and shortstop.
0: Nice. So two things that are probably translated at least a little bit to disc golf. What, were you a lefty or a righty in the box? I was a righty, right? And, okay. Uh,
1: and, and, and so I did throw a lot of forehands, of course, when I started playing disc golf. Maybe like yeah. yourself?
0: Uh, I was a lefty, so the backhand – hit motion is pretty much the same yeah. uh, for right-hand, backhand. So I think I was more onto that. But, yes, the forehand has always been there. Maybe it's, you know, ah uh, hey, that was a bad shot here, bad shot there. But I feel like I, it's never been a, hey, I don't have a forehand. Like, I feel like you hit the nail on the head. A lot of baseball players – Always have a forehand when they come in, and sometimes it's almost a little bit of a crutch, you know, like you only throw forehand. Trenton on the podcast has said when he first came in, he only threw forehand, and it was more of a struggle for him to learn backhand, and he pretty much had to give up throwing that forehand in order to learn it. Did you ever kind of have that experience yourself, or were you naturally pretty good at backhand also?
1: Oh no, backhand was a a massive struggle. I, I remember going through for the year, and I had no idea how. It was the most frustrating thing, and that's what really drove me to become uh, a, a competitive player, and, and then in the future start seeker disc golf because I went through this time period of a year where I really leveled up my game, uh, just incredibly because I, I play competitive baseball. I, I any sport with the ball, you know that's that's me like ping pong, tennis, pickleball soccer like I I'm there I'm playing and so that competitive nature drove me because I was like I cannot do this forehand thing uh, as much as well as I'd like and I sure can't do backhand Uh, and so that started this year-long journey where uh, I I watched all the videos I just did everything Uh, YouTube read blogs and that actually drove me enough to actually go to the pros and I was not afraid to go message them and say would you train me and I paid out of my own pocket money to interview and train with people like Mason Ford, Joel Freeman, Gannon Burr, uh, Casey White, all these individuals took time. Jordan Castro took time out of their own day and I paid them and they coached me. And that's why I started Seeker after that because I leveled up that year like none other. And it was an amazing transformation. And now I have a Seeker disc golf level up lab right behind me. Um, that my wife so graciously let me build. Uh, and it started this this whole, uh, uh, really what Seeker is doing is is we're united in, in our players. We have three hundred over 300 members uh, of our Seeker app and our training method, uh, which is the number one disc golf training app out there. And we have uh, uh, more thousands of people subscribe to our newsletter. It started this whole journey of, of what Seeker is and really what we're trying to do. Our enemy... Uh, because like most really quality brands are trying to do something and they're fighting something, right? And our villain, what we're trying to fight is the undisciplined disc golfer. That's our villain. That's, that's what we have in the crosshairs. We want every disc golfer to be disciplined, to have access to the right training education, because there's a lot of noise out there and that is creating the undisciplined disc golfer, right? You go out and you say, well, why can't I do this? Well, okay, yes, maybe it's repetitions and you're not practicing uh, enough, right? It's it's getting that muscle memory, but it's more than that. It's like, are you listening to too much noise out there? There's, there's so much disc golf content and it can be numbing. And so that's what we're really fighting against is the undisciplined disc golfer to say, you can do better and let us show you how, because I lived it. Now, I'm not a pro by any means, but I lived it. I can relate to people, especially... Our wheelhouse is really beginners, intermediate, and advanced players. Um, uh, and Jose on our team, Jose Osa, he's, he's a 980-rated player. He's phenomenal, and he's our head of instruction. And so him and I really bounced back and forth and, and built this uh, program, which we call the Seeker Method, which is the foundation uh, of the Seeker uh, app and, and training and instruction. So uh, that journey was incredible, and that's why we created Seeker Disc Golf. Uh, and it's so important because the undisciplined disc golfer lives inside of us and, and, you know, it, uh, everybody listening knows it and in order to get better and truly have more fun at disc golf and whether that's competing with friends or actually in a tournament, like it's go time, like beast mode, uh, we know that the undis- undisciplined disc golfer needs to die, uh, uh and, and we can become a, a new disc golfer, uh, and and have much more fun in the process. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy.
0: What are do doing later? Let's drink a spicy
1: margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that makes a whole lot of sense to me, and you have to have that discipline in your training if you want to become a better disc golfer, and I really liked what you kind of said about the, there's a whole lot of noise out there, which is why I'm also going to recommend, make sure you guys are subscribing to the Chain Clankers Disc Golf Podcast. If you're new and you haven't listened to any of our content before, we cater ourselves Like Seeker here to those newer players, to those beginner, intermediate, rec players that are wanting to improve their game. And so if you want to improve your game alongside us, make sure you subscribe and you will find endless value through the episodes of learning how to do uh, various disc golf things I you know whether it's putting step putting jump putting driving approaches all that stuff so if you haven't make sure you hit the subscribe button right now but what really kind of I want to dive in first on this story is what was the first interaction you had with that pro that you were like hey I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars what were you expecting to get out of that did you at the end of the day think you were going to get the return on investment that you got when you initially messaged them?
1: Uh, I don't think so, no, because I, I knew that it was hard to, for that, the first interaction was over video, just like this, right, so uh, I, I knew that I wanted to give back to the players, right, because I was already invested in the, the whole industry, right, and that's why I love disc golf, and one of the reasons why, is because everybody's just so encouraging, right, love the culture, and want to give back, right, uh, we're, we're doing a secret showcase, which is benefiting the Saki Bomb Foundation, which... Uh, you know, it's an amazing opportunity for Seeker uh, to sponsor that event. Uh, but when I did that first interview, I knew that uh, I still needed to even t- learn to ask the right questions, right? And as I interviewed more players, I really got down in the nitty gritty, right? If you watch um, uh, uh, the uh, Nacho Libre, he's like the nitty gritty, you know, like, that's what I, I want to get down to like the true and false, like, does the disc travel on a straight plane. True or false? Johnny McRae. Tell me. True or false? False. Okay. Well, why? Like, I, I wanted to debunk some of the things I heard online. And I do know that there's some subjectivity in disc golf. Just like there's subjectivity in baseball and ball golf and volleyball. But I've nailed it down, Quentin, to saying there's 60% that is objective. Like, these are the things you should be doing. You should be hitting the power pocket. You should be going out instead of back on the, the, the reach back or the extension. You should have your hips do this. You know, there's 60% that you should be doing. 40% is just subjective. You feel comfortable. Like Isaac Robinson does that little pump before he goes, like, that's just, that's in the 40%. That's that, do whatever makes you feel comfortable. You know, pushes the line of the power pocket right up to his like chin and sometimes, but it's, it's the topper pack area. Right. And so that's a little bit more, but there's that 60% that you have to be doing to get better. And you have to force yourself to go through. And that was my journey. Like I had to force myself. Like when I was putting, I started putting with my finger way up here at the top. Right. And I could only get so good. And I had to force myself to put my finger down here lower because it, and it felt weird and I did terrible, but then it, I got so much better. So the, that's part of the 60% that you really must do. And there's subjective parts into it, don't we? But from our data and what we've collected, hundreds of students, and we've pushed through the Level Up Lab here. Um, it's imperative that you find that 60%. So that's what I had to do as I, as I learned. I wanted specifics as I uh, interviewed each one of the pros, right? And I had to get better. Each time I asked them, like the first couple of interviews, I was like, ah, just like basic stuff. But then I'm like, I'm hungry for more. Like, I really want to know. And sometimes the pros had no idea. And that's what's amazing about disc golf as a sport. It's still in its infancy, and there's not many coaches. And even the pros, I've talked to Waisaki himself, and he knows that he's not a really good coach. He's one of the best players that he he'll tell you right to your face. He says like, listen, I, I I know I'm not the best coach and there's probably better disc golf coaches out there than me. And this is, so, so it's that dichotomy of like, uh, does, you know, Brett Favre, does Tom Brady need a coach or are they just it? No, they need a coach. And so in disc golf, it's the same thing.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it kind of makes me think about, let's bring it back to baseball real quick. Uh, Pitchers wind up, right? There's, You know, you don't have to take your hands and put them over your head and then back to your chest in order to go to the plate. You don't have to kick your leg past your other leg when you're going. You just have to have the basics and the rest of it is kind of subjective. So I really like how you put that in disc golf because you will see the more pros that you talk to, heck, the more AMs you see out on the course, you'll see so many different ways to putt, so many different ways to drive, and I do feel as though you're also kind of hitting the sweet spot of because there's not a lot of coaching right now, it's almost hard to find what that sixty forty is. What is the stuff that's objective comparatively to the stuff that's subjective? Are there any things that kind of come to your mind really quickly that like once you heard it, you were like, yes, this needs to go in the objective category, and this needs to go into the subjective category. Yep, a couple things. One, the power pocket area. It's typically between the pec
1: and the belly button. That is, that is 60%. Uh, another 60% is that the shoulder, the elbow and the hip move together in sync. It's not like the hip first or like the shoulder, you know, like you're trying to like, you know, Oh, I've heard so much about, Oh, always lead with the hip. I'm like, no, like out of the, uh, thousands of hours I've spent with, uh, the, uh, reviewing form and seeker has the. Largest library. It's not public. It's to our members and our pro level members. We have Joel Freeman. We have above sky a secret sky view footage of of them throwing backhand and forehand and Gannon Burr and Mason Ford and Waisaki and just all these players. And we've reviewed this. It's like what standard are you reviewing? Okay, it's the pros, right? So like, what do you? What's the empirical data, right? Um, so that's another one. Sixty percent. Everything moves together. Another one is. Coming down with your your toe right Uh, on the X step, like not on your heels and toe, and uh, the double move. That's another sixty percent. Like most of the players do, what's called the double move, which initiates their hip rotation and their their lower core, right. So those are some of the examples. Like it's just it's fact. People do it a little bit slightly different in ways, right? For the double move, we I mean that was one of our biggest videos, and it was coined by Slingshot Disc Golf Coach T. And we got flack for that it's like it, it, you just can't argue with the data you can't argue with the with with the empirical data we have collected and analyzed Jose and I and and it's really exciting because I think that uh, that measurement 6040 is a really good uh, uh, standard for us to follow uh, and, and we're continuing to to learn as new players hit the game but you'll find out that if you're to review the same footage you'd be like wow uh, I agree with that. And so the question is, how do you get someone to level up their game quickly? It's to teach them that 60% and get them as quickly engulfed in that and leave the other 40% for later. They'll, they'll figure it out. You're know, like, if you want to do a little pump before you throw, great. I mean, yeah, it takes some time. But the 60% is really is what's exciting for me uh, within Disc Golf Future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's kind of dive in a little bit more about Seeker. If we haven't done a good job of overarching explaining what it is on a high level, can you just give a a basic overview of what Seeker Disc Golf is? Yep.
1: We create instructional content for disc golfers of any level to level up their game. Okay. And so in the most uh, realistic form right now. That's the secret disc golf app. It's a private web app. So you can go to secretdiscgolf.com and, and you can download this, this app. Uh, it's a monthly recurring subscription, or you can do secret plus, which there's some other things, but the goal is to allow anyone to have access to this thing. And in 60 days, we broke it down to 60 days to learning disc golf, literally 60 days, day one, day two, it builds upon each other. And that's us saying, if we were to teach disc golf, how would we teach it? Okay, it's not a bunch of just random videos about how to do this. Like, it is literally structured. We took time based on my own journey, based on other people's journeys, based on the pro. We pull all that together and we say, how would we teach it? In 60 days to level up your disc golf game. So it goes through putting, backhand, forehand, shot shaping, game etiquette, uh, uh, all these areas. That, that, that teach the foundational elements of disc golf. And again, it's structured to build upon each other. We have milestones within that. Each day we have an action item. Go do this and this only, right? In the backhand, we actually don't want you to throw a disc until uh, five days into the backhand throw, right? Because we have little drills that we have for you. So uh, what's amazing is like advanced players get as much value as beginners because they're like, oh crap, I learned it wrong. Like right, I, I this I I knew I hit a wall. I knew I hit a ceiling. Um, so that's what Seeker Disc Golf is. Is we are the number one disc golf training app because we have over three hundred players subscribed to Seeker. The Seeker Method is what we call it, right? Uh, just like you got the, S- the Scott Stokely Method, um, and and we're not pros here, but we believe that's perfectly fine because it's through my journey, it's through other people's journeys and then information from the pros, empirical data that we've collected and we've organized it in such a way that we believe we we have something special.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. And and what happens once you've completed those 60 days? Like, is there more for you to do or is it, hey, you've done the 60 days, you're done, go get them champ? <laughs> love it. No, so...
1: When someone completes the 60 days, there's a couple things that happens. One is a lot of times they go back through it, okay. but you can only do that so much. So what we've created is called the 18-hole challenge, and it's basically field work. It's, it's making field work sexy again, right? And they're challenges. So if you go out, you can do it anywhere in the world, right? You just need a basket and an open field, right? And there's two challenges per hole. So right now it's called the foundations course. And so, uh, we give you rules and guidelines for hole number one. It should be 150 feet, you know, draw a 40 foot circle around it, you know, and throw a putter, you know, five out of, you know, 10 times. If you make it five out of 10 times, you know, you move on to the next hole and then the new hole appears right after you check off that. Right. So, and if you make it all the way to 18 holes, no one has, by the way, no one has. The best they've done is a whole 12 and that people are stuck. Why? Because that information comes from someone like Joel Freeman to say, listen, and he told me this, I I was, I was, I was pushing him. I'm like, dude, Joel, like, tell me, like, give me actual numbers. Like, he's like, okay, fine, fine, fine. If someone cannot throw a mid range, 250 feet sidearm mid eight out of 10 times without any wobble, you should never be throwing a drive. Wow. Guess what he just said? He blew through every disc golfer in the planet, throwing forehand drivers, you know, like the, um, you know, the overstable flex, like, you know, or the felons, you know, this one signed by Ricky. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So that just blew through anything. So part of one of the holes, guess what, you have to do that. You know, like, there's things that 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 align. So um, that challenges even the most skilled players, and you're like, "Oh, I can do that easy." Okay, go out and do it. We just did a secret disc golf clinic, and we had this thing 150 feet, okay, from the from where people were teeing off, and people could hardly get it within a 40 foot circle within 150 feet, throwing forehand and backhand, like it was just it was ridic- ridiculous. And so people, you know, we and our minds were like, "Oh, we can do that," and then when reality sets in, we can't. So we're here to challenge you. We're here to pull out that undisciplined disc golfer, just shed it off and do things that will really improve our game. And sometimes it's not very fun. So we have the 18 hole challenge. We have the pro interviews that they get access to. So literally all the videos that I went through, um, not all of them, um, some of them I hold dear and close to my heart, but uh, most of all the interviews uh, we've interviewed, Seth Muncie from Disc Golf strong and uh, just so many different indiv- individuals. So, the Seeker app is also a community where people can chat about. I know there's discords and, you know, you know, Patreon and stuff, but ours is really special because they're dedicated to becoming a very disciplined disc golfer and someone who's just uh, of high character, who, who cares about the sports, who doesn't complain. Like that's who Seeker is. That's who we want to attract. So if that's you, I would encourage you to check out Seeker, but, but that's what we do. So we've tried to make it, Uh, something for everyone, right? I know we can't ultimately be that, but uh, uh, we're excited to see the disc golf industry grow.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a fantastic product and something that I think a lot of our listeners who are wanting to get better and wanting to improve their game, I definitely think that there can be some value to be had by just at least going out and, and checking it out and maybe reading some other things and making that decision for yourself. But let's talk a little bit more about this. You know, when, I, when I'm when i looking on your about page, right, it tells me about the 18-hole challenge, form and technique, but it also talks about disc golf, workouts, and drills. Drills. could you maybe let's talk about the workout side it's the off season it's really the a great time to get in shape it's what by, by the time this episode drops it'll be january so you know mm. everyone's going to the gym so what maybe what are some good three let's say what are your top three disc golf workouts that you can do right now yeah absolutely i'll get into that so we've partnered with disc golf strong
1: uh, and they're actually launching at the beginning of the new year. So by this time this launches, you can go in the Seeker app and, and do mobility uh, and strength exercises for disc golf, right? And we've taken it to the next level with Seeker Fitness um, and, and, and being able to do workouts specific to disc golf. Like that's that's awesome. That's exciting, Right. Uh, And again, we're trying to attract the people who are like, I'm into disc golf, and like, I used to play competitive baseball or volleyball as a, you know, FPO or women's men's sports, like whoever you are, and you're like, I, I found disc golf, and I'm like, this is my thing now. Like, that's who we want to attract. So, working out and and having a facility like this down here uh, is is insurmountable. So, a couple of the workouts that I would recommend doing. One is with uh, a band here, right? So you got these uh, bands. These are resistance bands. These are wonderful, right? So one is for the power pocket and the actual back of the, uh, the shoulders blades here. One of your biggest muscles, right? And that's actually, I'll do a quick little demonstration here maybe. Uh, if you were to tie this thing to you know a pole or something, right? And you begin to stretch it out, and you do the power pocket, right? You come in. You shouldn't be feeling it in your arm. That's the wrong. The arm the arm is the wrong place, right? Uh, in your bicep or tricep. That's the wrong place. You should actually be feeling it in your back of the shoulder. That's how you know you're doing it right. Because that's where you get the power. Uh, with the double move. You, that resistance band where everything just stops. And, and it can't go. Uh, it can't. Go extend any farther, so it has to extend here. You feel it in your muscles. So that's that's one uh, incredible disc golf workout. Uh, another one is just simple wrist curls, right? Wrist curls uh, that will help with the strength of your wrist uh, because that's part of the the power pocket. And another one is simple uh, balance exercises, right? So when you uh, when you come up on your back uh, foot to go into the stride of the back you know, the, the backhand, right. And you do the extension It's just simple balancing, uh, uh, uh workouts with some weights, go down, hold to like, um, weights, or, uh, you could get, uh, uh, some, some, uh, water cans or gallon, you know, jugs slowly come down and come back up and do the, uh, extension, you know, like here, you can't really see the, my whole, my whole, uh, video here. But any type of core workouts or balance drills, disc golf is an athletic sport, and so you know we can't be a stiff all the time, and we have to maneuver. Uh, we have to maneuver through mobility exercises, and it's not all about just getting, you know, big. The three I just shared with you have nothing about getting big and muscular, you know. Um, so those are the three that I recommend right now. But we have a full uh, suite of workouts. Uh, and the secret disc golf app, and uh, with Disc Golf Strong, it just makes the 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 whole app even sweeter. And we're really excited to be partnering with him.
0: Yeah, I, that sounds amazing, especially. I feel as though being on that competitive side and you know playing baseball like we both kind of did growing up, you do workouts for baseball that will make you better at baseball, but there's not a lot of resources out there that are, hey, I do this workout for disc golf to make me better at disc golf. Do I just get absolutely yoked this winter and put on twenty pounds of muscle, or like you know what what should I be doing that's actually going to help me be a better athlete in disc golf because I think there is a certain part of the population that thinks disc golfers are still just hippies and guys and gals out smoking weed and, mm. And drinking beer, and they're non athletic. They're just, and maybe your league night at home looks like that. But when you look more towards the professional side, and maybe even some of these bigger amateur events as well, you're seeing a lot more guys and gals out there who are acting like athletes. And you have to be an athlete if you want to be able to play for a long time. I mean, Two rounds of 18 on your body in a day is a lot. If you are not working out, not doing mobility stuff, that's going to catch up to you eventually, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's And that's what you and I, Quentin, are uh, aligned in. We want to build athletes. We, we want to be an athlete ourselves.
0: And we want to see the industry
1: go, grow. And that's how you do it.
0: Yeah. So I I think that's really, really good. I think that's a lot that people can take away from right now, especially if you're uh, in the greater north and you have snow everywhere and you can't go throw a disc. Maybe sometimes it's better to just not throw a disc for a couple of weeks and instead work on your mobility, work on your stretching, work on your strength a little bit. Go for a run. On the treadmill if you can't go outside you know like those are some of my goals this offseason is to be more of an athlete because something that I struggle with and I can't determine if it's because I'm not acting like an athlete or I just somehow I'm not drinking enough water but every single tournament this year I think at some point in the second round I was in full body cramps it didn't matter if I had a Gatorade before it didn't matter how many bananas I was Mm. eating at some point or another I would start cramping and so my mind is now going to the logical state of okay I need to work out more and be in shape more if I want to go an entire tournament without cramping and sometimes that would be when my game would start to tater off because it's kind of hard to make a 25 foot putt when your entire body is cramping. It makes it just a little bit tougher. So that's definitely one of my goals is that I want to become more of an athlete. I want to work out more. I've been trying to do that, especially when I go do my field work. I'll try to go for a run afterwards. Today, I did an hour worth of putting and then I did some strength exercises, but none of them were on the list that you gave. So I need to incorporate those into my own disc golf game and my own workout. And hopefully we'll continue to see some good progress there. Absolutely.
1: I hope you do. I'm excited to hear your progress too.
0: So let's continue to talk about your brand. How did you like, is this just a, a you came up with the idea yourself you built the app yourself like how did you kind of go around the idea of building an app putting everything on there like do you have experience with any of this before like i'm kind of interested in maybe more the like a businessy like how'd you do it how'd you build it how'd you promote it like i i can only imagine the risks that you had to take in order to make this thing live
1: yeah it it wasn't uh, too surprising if you ask my wife and my friends. Like, I've always been entrepreneurial. Uh, I'm a marketing director for a company full time. Uh, so, I, I know marketing. That's what I do build websites, do all that sort of stuff, right? So, I, I took a, a marketing approach to it. Uh, yeah, I built the app myself, um, did the trainings myself, outlined it. Uh, uh, but, but soon then, after, got the secret team in and built this great team Corey, uh, JT, uh, Jose. Uh, Brian, incredible people, uh, incredible disc golfers of, of unique talent and character. So built that, uh, a team with them. And, uh, it's been wonderful ever, ever since, you know, the, the app, uh, has been just a, a beast, but it's been, uh, I- incredible to hear the feedback and just, uh, just to see the lack of what's out there already. Uh, it, it, it's amazing cause it's like, so like innovative, it's really not, um, there's other sports that do a better job, uh, probably pickleball or cornhole. I mean, <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it's really been overwhelming to see the amount of uh, uh, encouragement we've gotten. Um, we've we've partnered with uh, incredible brands, Socky Bomb. We're partnered with them, Disc Golf Strong. Um, we actually uh, have a, a DGN series uh, called the Level Up Lab, uh, which we're filming for right now. Uh, and that will be, uh, available early February, uh, and just incredible amounts of opportunity that, uh, and even stuff I can't even share right now. Uh, so that has paved the way for, uh, for all the progress we've made. Um, so it wasn't, um, something like I, I'm a, I, am a am a video guy, you know, you and I were just talking about podcast stuff even beforehand and now I've got cameras everywhere. And so it's, it's, you know, for some, it might be difficult, uh, you know, and this is not too mild horn, but it's not too difficult for me. You know, and this is just I I, I live it, uh, I get paid for it, and and I love it. So uh, the journey has been great, um, uh, and it's just really cool to see everybody encourage. You know, probably like you know, love listening to Chain Clankers and uh, everything you guys do, training, quitting, um, and just what you guys stand for. So it's, it's been a fun journey thus far.
0: Yeah, that that's amazing, man. And and let's get a little bit more into this analysis here. What would you say is the biggest strength and biggest opportunity Seeker Disc Golf has in front of it?
1: The biggest strength
0: is that we teach the fundamentals and we
1: do it rel- really well. And you can get better at disc golf really quick, like really quick. Um, biggest opportunity is worldwide domination. Uh, I'm a competitive person, and I like—I want to see people win, and so therefore you have to be aggressive in some areas. You have to challenge the status quo, and don't—you know—don't get me wrong. We've had a lot of pushback, and some notable and disc golf influencers are not our friends, and I, I hate that. I—I I, I wish that it weren't, um, but. But we're really excited to see the opportunity because uh, I, I keep pushing the button because I want to see people change and I, and I want to see the disc golf industry grow. And so there has to be certain things. You have to rock the boat in some ways. And in my marketing career, I've already learned that as marketing director and um, in different industries, B2B and all this other boring stuff. Um, that people think, you know, are just it's black holes, like logistics. I was in logistics and, you know, getting some something, uh, product from point A to point B and parcel and all this shipping stuff. Like you have to rock the boat sometimes. And when you rock the boat, cockroaches are going to come out, right? Uh, but I love the disc golf industry and I, I, I'm i so excited for where everybody's going to go. And uh, as an influx of cash come in, influx of people come in, it's only going to get better, but that doesn't mean there's not going to be challenges that, Are present along the way
0: yeah absolutely that's a fantastic answer and maybe you hit on it a little bit in that answer itself but what would you say is your five-year goal where do you want yourself and seeker to be in five years
1: yeah in five years um, we're going to have much more tools open to the public that are free that someone can use to analyze their own game and compare it with the pros Like I mentioned, we have the largest library of disc golf slow-mo forums and and, and analysis out there. It's not public. People don't see it, but we have it right now, and our members use it. Uh, So we're hoping to open that up more to the public, Um, uh, more tools for analysis. uh, uh, And and then we're looking to uh, develop uh, standardized coaching so that when someone's a disc golfer like you and me, and let's say we're in college or we're outside of college and we're looking for a part-time income. We can use the seeker method to train students anywhere in the world, right? And, and use our platform and our tools to be able to do that, right? We want to standardize and be the number one authority when it comes to teaching disc golf. And we go slow, you know, we're building the train slowly. Uh, we don't have to rush, you know, because we want to do it well. Um Five years, we'll get there. Uh, matter of fact, uh, sooner than five years, we'll get there. 2023 is going to be a big year for Seeker and big year for disc golf. Uh, uh, and I'm really excited, those who have rallied around us, to be a part of it. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. And there's a pretty big event that's coming up here pretty quick. I'll let you kind of, you know, spill the tea about the big time disc golf clinic that is coming to the Kansas city. area. Yeah. Quentin you're coming, uh,
1: which is really exciting because you live only a couple hours away. Uh, it's in Kansas city. It's called the seeker showcase. We've got Ricky Wysocki and Gannon Burr and Seth Muncie from disc golf strong. Um, there's VIP spots where it is the clinic form literally, uh, teachings, small group teachings, 10 people will be in a room with Ricky Wasaki and learning from him, uh, from Gannon, from Seth, right? It's not just those two, but it's, it's, it's Seth. It's not just Gannon and Ricky, it's Seth, right? And so the mobility, it's very important. That's part of seeker who we are. And so we want to build the disc golfer. We want to build the athlete. We want to squash the undisciplined disc golfer out of your body, rip it from our skin. Uh, and so you're coming to that Quentin and it's going to be a great time. Uh, Uh, hangouts like the biggest disc golf hangout in kansas city Uh, hundreds of people will be there community grab a beer uh you have a couple putting stations that you'll be competitive with uh, against your peers Uh, and at the end we're going to have this epic battle between gannon and ricky a putting battle and it's at a rock climbing gym, so one of the stations is the little be tied in way high you know uh, and then they'll be punting down and uh, people are going to be cheering the blue team versus the red team. And and if the red team wins, which is Ricky, you know, everybody gets a, a prize at the end. So it's going to be just this epic time. And uh, we have a couple more Seeker showcases scheduled for the uh, the next year with other pros, uh, touring pros, you know. So uh, hopefully we'll be coming a uh, city near you in the next couple of years, of course. And uh, it's going to be an epic time. I can't wait for you to be there.
0: Yeah, I am super excited. I know when we talked about it, this was a opportunity that we wanted to jump on and make sure that we were there filming it, able to put out some cool content around it. Because uh, being in Kansas, it's kind of like, oh, wow. These important people are, it's are in the Midwest. To Kansas? That's crazy. Oh They're coming to the Midwest, and and it's funny because you know Ganon's from Iowa, uh, so like Kansas and Iowa are the same thing. But it's just it's it's just really cool to see. Uh, and you know, I just put if you guys are interested, by the way, real quick plug: if you're interested in fantasy disc golf at all, right? If you're a fantasy football guy, you know, we talked a lot about sports this episode. You want to make sure you stay tuned because I'm going to make sure the Chinklingers are putting a lot of fantasy disc golf content out there this year. I just dropped on twitter make sure you go follow us over there at chain clankers are my first top 10 rankings this year and i literally have ricky Waisaki number one Bird number two the amount of knowledge that is going to come from these two players is going to be worth every single dollar you spend to get there so we're excited that we're able to get there record some of this content and produce it and give it out to you guys who are subscribed to us so we're we're Super excited about that, and I think it's one of those things where there's still maybe a couple tickets available, or are we sold out already? Sold out of VIP. Uh, GA
1: is is still there, so if, if you read, if you listen to this before January eighth, you better better
0: come down. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is this one of the kind of first showcases that you guys have done? I know you've talked about maybe doing some clinics here and there, but is this kind of really the big? showcase you know getting these big time pros in here selling this as a event like this is this the first time you've done that this
1: is the first seeker showcase yes and it's incredible that we have the best player arguably the best player right now uh or two best really honestly uh in the tour and so that's what's really exciting um uh, the story of how we got them is uh, we've partnered with the socky bomb foundation to help Teach disc golf, disc golf to schools. So Saki Bomb Foundation. If you're not aware, Saki Bomb Ricky Wise Saki. Um, he has a nonprofit now, right? And, and just like Paul Macbeth, and they go and teach disc golf to schools. And so we actually use the seeker method. So children are learning, and, and high schools are learning the secret method. Wow, right? And this is our you know charity work that we do, and that's uh, that's our mission, right? We're we're not trying to make money off of them because uh, uh, we want to grow the sport. So uh, Partnered through Sakumon Mom Foundation um, helps, of course. Uh, and then we have a Disc Golf Network DGN series called the Level Up Lab. Uh, and and I wanted uh, Ricky to be a part of it. So, uh, you know, on the board, we have friends, board members, uh, Paige Hsu uh, on there as well. And we're like, hey, would Ricky ever want to be on this DGN series? Right. And then, hey, while you're down here, why don't we just do this? Showcase and Gannon, uh, uh one of the mm. team members on Seeker, Brian, he's the caddy for Gannon. He's been all over with Gannon, um, uh, and he's built that relationship with Gannon. Uh, and I built the relationship through Gannon through Brian. And so, we're like, I texted Gannon, I was like, Hey, would this be something you'd be interested in? Right? Like, you want to come down and be part of DGN? Oh, and by the way, we could do the showcase thing. And so, that's who Seeker is. Like, we're we're trying to be creative and uh, and expose anybody who wants to 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 these players and and just have a great time uh, for for these type of events. And so we'll have more secret showcases here in the future. Um, you know, pros, other uh, older pros, younger pros, maybe Cl- Ken Climo, maybe uh, Casey White, maybe um, Joel Freeman. I mean, there's just a ton you can choose from uh, that that we could battle and just have a, a, a good time we have hosted a, a separate event which is called the secret uh, level up clinic right which is just a general clinic um, for anybody and we had a lot of people show up to that and that was free uh, so but this is the first secret showcase and we're kind of pinch myself honestly to see like like we're doing it and it's just a a, a god-blessed thing in my opinion
0: yeah, that's absolutely amazing. And and I don't know what I have to personally do, but whatever I can do, you know, I would love to get some, maybe it's a Saki Foundation, maybe it's a play, whomever it is, get some of those cats to come through to Wichita and teach these kids, you know, this community's is uh, very strong, growing, and just whatever you can do to get the youth involved in disc golf now, I think is so, so, so important for its long-term success. We've talked about on the podcast so many times of, you know, we had the COVID bump, But we know eventually we're going to see some regression from the COVID bump. The real question, I think, at the end of the day is, did we impact the youth enough? Are we interesting enough? And are those youth kids going to grow up playing disc golf and support disc Mm. golf? If the answer is yes, I think disc golf is set up for long-term success. If the answer is no, I think there will be challenges in front of disc golf for many Well, the question is
1: how do you do that? And you get that love of the game faster, quicker. You cut out the friction points. And that's what Seeker is trying to do, right? We want to make sure you can see that beautiful flight of that disc and that turnover. Like whatever it is that the listeners were listening right now, what was it that really brought us into the game? For me, it was the flight. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. I want to do that again and again. That's what you do. Cut the frictions, cut the hurdles, and, and get them better faster. That's how I believe you really make an impact.
0: Yeah, and I've said this many times on the podcast before. I hate when I'm bad at yep. things, right? And I don't like being bad at disc golf. And it's mm. so hard sometimes, especially when you've been playing for years, and then you do something you're like, I should not be this bad at disc golf. And, and it's one of those things where I've gotten some of my buddies who – Maybe they threw the disc around in high school. We would always go to like the soccer field and we'd have like a light up frisbee and we would play ultimate, but it'd be like four on four or something like that. Well, then eventually a couple of us went out and played disc golf for the first time. It, it was okay. I mean, we were throwing this was in 2016, 2017, but we were throwing discs from like the 80s. One of the huh. dude's dads had Six discs, enough for all of us to go out in him. And I remember hitting, going for the wrong basket and then still throwing it in for a birdie. And I was like, that was so cool. I have to get better at this. Quickly realized I stink at this. And my buddy and I that I'd go and play with every day, we changed the pars because we are like, okay, I know it's 300 feet. If it's 300 feet, it's definitely a par four. I don't know who's getting this thing in three. And So it's just so fascinating that when you have that moment that attaches you to disc golf and then you start to see yourself get better and better, it just gets more fun and more fun, which just kind of builds that passion and that desire and that want to go to continue to play disc golf. So as we close out this episode, I want you guys to think what was that moment that hooked you playing disc golf because maybe – Somebody took you out for the first time and it was something really cool that they did. Maybe it was something really cool that you did. We would love to hear what was that moment for you. Comment it down below. And if you're watching on YouTube, if you're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, I'll probably put a Facebook post up for sure and a Twitter one. So reply over there. DM us on Instagram. You know our DMs are always open. I'll, I'll respond to anyone and everyone. And before we close this thing out, David, where can people continue to connect with you? and see Yeah, them?
1: and out, out, exactly exactly to real quick remember what brought you into the game and do it for someone else share it with yeah. someone else so if it's the flight pull someone aside and say look at this flight or it's whatever that is share it with the rest of the community uh, yeah secretdiscgolf.com s e e k r discgolf.com you can find us on instagram of course but website is the best way to learn about us
0: That's awesome, man. Hey, David, thank you so much for your time coming on to the podcast. If you guys want to hear more, we're going to go for another 10, 15 minutes. Check us out on our Patreon, patreon patreon.com backslash Chang Clankers. We're going to continue this lovely conversation, and we're going to do the Ace Round with David. So make sure you sign up today, get that, and you can join us on a podcast if you sign up for that Eagle or Ace Club membership. Thank you guys so much for your support as always, and we will see you guys next week.